That's right, folks. This is episode 187 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal De Quincy. What was that? <laughs> it was a very poor gun-cocking sound. You see was the first people, clip. before was we the first start clip this, out on YouTube. see people... I let Anthony have some control, some authority. And this is what he does. He spends like five minutes searching for some gun um, loading sound on YouTube just because it's episode 187. We could, You could do better than that. <laughs> I really could. Um, I didn't have enough time to find the, you know, a better sound because that was not great. No. <laughs> but, but alas... Here we are, episode 187. That just means we don't mess around. <laughs> or you don't, I do. You do. You you do. I have to go back and edit it afterwards, and I have to make sure people ask can hear that over the intro music. And oh, if you can find a better one. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I do enough editing. I'm not super ed- editing anything. You're on your own with that. I'm letting you okay. sync with that one. <laughs> Well, sorry in advance when you when you do read or listen to this episode. We haven't done a podcast in two weeks, and this is the energy Anthony is coming with. So it's going to be a goofy one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just uh, glad to be back in the back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Took a couple weeks off, but uh, we're back. Feel good. Um, yeah, and it's a milestone episode. Episode one eighty seven. I get to use the background of uh, the movie poster from the movie 187 with Samuel Jackson and apparently some gangsters or something like that. I don't know. I never saw the movie. But. I think you're trying to present this podcast as harder than it is because we didn't, <laughs> this podcast, honestly, you want to be 100% honest, we're kind of corny, okay? But if, if there was one episode to do it, this would be the episode. <sighs> like... I'll let you have it, man. I, I, <laughs> my words have failed me. We came here tonight to not talk about violence or murder. We came to talk about baseball. And here you are acting like plum fool. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. It just means I'm I'm ready to, to get back into it. I've had to miss too much time. Uh, it means you're full of sugar and you need to take a nap. That's what it means. That too, probably. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm I'm all right. <laughs> you know, all we've been doing the last week or two weeks, you know, work and family stuff, and that's it. So, I apologize for not giving giving back to you, uh, listeners, sooner. But you know, like I always say, life be life, and yeah, that's it happens. <sighs> but I'm glad to be back, man. It's been it's been a long time coming. Yeah, and you'll always know that like our absence is never just out of pure sheer laziness. It's literally because life. <laughs> yeah, it's never it's never like because we are we're fighting or anything or like uh, we don't want to do it. It's always like oh no, uh, you got to work extra late this week or you know family issues or. Th- my computer crashes and I'm gonna right. have to buy, save up to buy a new one, which has yeah. happened more than once. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's always stupid stuff like that. But anyway, man, yeah. um, we're back. You know, it's 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 funny you mentioned that. Uh, you mentioned something. It, this this is my how my crazy brain works. It's not just the episode number, oh. but it's just how my brain always works. I remember we go. just random things, so many different things. Yes. But I think it's been 10 years since you and I have actually had a legitimate fight as friends. 
Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing because the first half of our friendship, I think we had a fight every year. <laughs> and then we got to a point, I think, where we were just like tired, older. You make it sound like we we were like scrapping out, <laughs> scrapping out after work. Like as soon as we clocked out, we head down into the tunnel and you know had fisticuffs or something. It was <laughs> only once, but that was it. But uh, yeah, that's good, man. I, I I like I do reflect on that. I, I like that you know, um, you know, my best friend, like I, and the person I've known for probably the longest out of most of my friends. Um, yeah, like everything is good. It's always an accomplishment. Because more likely it would be something I would do to screw it up. Uh, speaking of long fringe, so um, a couple of weeks back for my birthday, uh, Laura sent me some money for a birthday dinner. Thank you, Laura. I know you're oh, listening. Nice. Thank you very much. And so when I got the the Vimo, when I looked at, it, I was like, "Wow, that's really sweet of her." That's not. I, I really wasn't expecting anything. I was like, "Man, Laura's been a good friend." And I was, then I started thinking, Laura's been a good friend for over for over a decade. Because <laughs> <laughs> I for, let's see, I met Laura working at the Astros. My first year was 2006. I believe her first year was 2007. So I've known mm-hmm. her for goddamn 15 years. Yeah. You and me both. Jesus Christ. And uh yeah, I mean, we were all we were kids back then. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah, man, that is forever ago. I had working knees and hopes and dreams and everything. <laughs> now look at me now. <laughs> I got a, a father with a house full of animals that don't respect me. And you're a podcaster. Yeah. Only what I need to be. Yeah. But yeah, I was just thinking about it like, wow, you just wake up one day, you got to realize, man, I've known these people and they become part of my family. They become family because, mm-hmm. you know, we've taken, we've actually spent time with Laura and the other people from the Astros, like, you know, outside of work and we've been on birthday trips and everything. Like that. I was like, God damn. I'm, I'm like, once your friends, once you're friends with someone past like 10 years, they're going to be at your funeral. So it's like so many <laughs> yeah. lifelong friends that we made working at that, at that stupid ballpark. Yeah, man. It's, it's pretty amazing. Like it was, uh, you know, yeah, whenever we do talk about it, like, because we, we kind of revisit this every so often, every, if not every year, every couple of years. But man, I remember it was just like, you know, I was just graduating high school and I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I, you know, I had plans to go to college and stuff like that. But like, in terms of just this new chapter of my life, and I was like, it's just a job. I'm just going to get in and get out, just kind of keep my head low. And, uh, you know, hopefully not get fired for whatever reason. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It just turned into this thing where, man, we were like, it was, you know, some of the funnest summers that, that we've had, that I've had at least. Mm-hmm. And I never thought it would be working a job, you know. And, uh, yeah, it just turned it. And, you know, I try to keep my head down, but it just... I guess I couldn't keep it down for too long because next thing you know, I'm friends with you guys and friends with older people and, you know, just getting to know everybody. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's, I tell people it is the best job you could probably have between the ages of 16 and 24. And then again, 50 and up Mm -hmm. because those years in between, it's like, you probably have another, like a regular job and it's just, almost impossible to, to juggle them both mm-hmm. but and those two bookends of life are probably the best times to be working a job like that all that happened for me because of dumb luck <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've told the story have i told the story in the podcast before i know i've told it to you before but i don't know if i've told on air how i got hired there i don't think you have okay so um back 2006 it was like a couple of months before baseball season i was with my friend kalani 
and um he got hired on after like <laughs> do you remember the story yeah after like you know multiple times trying to get hired and so on and so forth and i was hanging out with him um i don't remember if we were just hanging out or i was helping him move or something but i was with him and he got the call to come downtown and uh, get his picture taken for his badge right and he's like, oh, you and I, shit, I wouldn't do anything. So I just headed out downtown with him. And then while we we're down there, he was like, oh, you should try to apply as well. I was like, you know what? I can always use some extra money. I'm not doing anything. So I quickly, you know, did the application, turned it in. And then after I got done with it, like 10, 15 minutes later, um, the secretary was like, hey, we have time right now. You won't go up there and do an interview. And <laughs> You gotta realize I'm not dressed to impress. I'm just oh, up there yeah. with like, uh, with like a t-shirt and jeans on. But I was like, all right, I'm not gonna come back down here anytime soon. Let's get it over. So I go upstairs, and up there it's just one man, Cedric, our super, the man. Our, yeah, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> and Shout so out. he's he's up there, and I go up there, and I had an interview, and he's reading over my um my job application he sees one of my references i put down uh when i worked at ups as a driver helper and he's like oh you know such and such i think it was sandra he's like yeah i know he's like all right hold on one second so he goes in the room makes a phone call calls her. <laughs> apparently they like went to school together he comes down like okay you got the job I'm like oh just like that just like that welcome to the astros and so i That's go awesome. back <laughs> i go back downstairs <laughs> And I tell Kalani that I got the job and he was heated. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I got the job, but just because I got it so fast when he had been trying for so long. And you literally walked in not looking for a job yeah. and walked out with a job. <laughs> exactly. So kids, it just goes to show not what you know is who you know. Very much so. That is an amazing story. I mean, I still love that story, dude. Yeah, it's my favorite story. In fact, next time I see Kalani, when I, I'm gonna remind him of that story, and I'm gonna see if uh, steam comes out of his ears. Again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like I said, we're here to talk about baseball. We're talking about the Astros, um, who narrowly avoided uh, getting a perfect game pitched against them today. Yeah. Uh, the day game. I mean, that's yeah. I guess if that's going to happen, I mean, you feel, I feel like day games are maybe the best chance to get it done because. Yeah, that getaway game when you just want to end the game as quickly as possible, head to your next destination because the Astros are going up to Canada to take on the, the Toronto Blue Jays. Right. And also, you know, for the team that's throwing the, the no hitter or perfect game, it's like it's your chance to take advantage of a road team or, you know, any team, really, even if it's, even if you are on the road, like a team that you just played, you know, less than 12, you know, maybe 12 hours ago, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like a full day, you know? Yeah. So like I said, if you played last, the night before it's been about 12 hours. And if you didn't play, it's probably because you're a scrub. So you're playing the that Sunday or that Wednesday, or in this case, Thursday afternoon game, you're, you're like, no offense, but you're like quadruple A. Right. If you're the 24th and 25th guy on the mm-hmm. bench. Yeah. Know? So, well, I look at, I looked at the line today. I was like, oh, this is the perfect day to get no hit. And <laughs> damn, there came uh, true. Well, I would say Astros currently 10 and 9. Um, not where you want to be as a, uh, you know, the beginning of the season. Of course, you want to be uh, top of your division. But currently, they're only, what, two games behind the Angels right now? I think so. And what is going on with the Angels? I mean, they're in first place. Like, didn't see that one coming. At least, you know, this early on. Look, I'll say, look, the Angels, there are two things I know about the AOS. One, the Mariners always win in April, which they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And two... The, everything looks good for the angels until the wheels fall off. Like yeah, you think Trout gets hurt. <laughs> Trout, Rendon, and um Syndergaard are all staying healthy the entire year, then you are a witch. Like, <laughs> like one of those three is gonna go down. 
I'm, I'm, I don't root for injuries, but you know, I'm just past performance predicts future um, performance. So if you were a person who's been hurt a lot in the last three years, chances are going to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really right now, not worried. I'm not too worried. I remember we were on a podcast making predictions. And what did I say? Don't worry about the first four to six weeks, you know, yeah. short spring training. Ashley need to get to get through it, you know, blah, blah, blah. They'll, be, they'll make it back to where it need to be. I said all that and I a hundred percent believe all that. Anthony, would you like to share with the people, the texts I sent you after order Rizzi couldn't get out of the first inning <laughs> a week ago. Ooh. It was uh, you were hot under the collar, as it were. It was the first game they played with those City Connect jerseys. Oh, and remind me, we'll come back to that in a minute. But yeah, just just find that text and, and tell people. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> this was on Wednesday, four twenty. Mm-hmm. At approximately six forty three p.m. Let's just launch Odorizzi into space, please. <laughs> Dude can't get out of one single inning. Me, the man who pe- preaches patience and, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, was ready to send another <laughs> grown man right. in the space. And he had the right um, uniform. But before we go further, what's your thought on those uh, City Connect uniforms? Oh, man, I might be in the minority, but, I mean, they're Okay. I don't, I mean, I guess because it's new and it's different, I guess I can see why they set the record and sold out and, you know, set the major league record for like new Jersey sales or whatever. But, and I know people that have uh, mm-hmm. bought them and people I'm close with have bought them. And, and, but I don't know. I mean, they're okay. In my opinion, it's not the most amazing looking thing, but, you know, there's clearly a, uh, a massive demand for <clears throat> for them, so I can't I can't hate on that. You what say, you? Um, I'm right there with you, man. They they're fine, but to me, and I was talking to Daniel about this, they they just seem too safe. Mm-hmm. Like I like the lettering, and everything, and the and the, the colors are nice, everything. But it's like that you just do a a as a uh, a nice shade of blue with your orange space letters and your um, orange um, what they call the the trim on the outside and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of that big ass uh, flag emblem on the shoulder. I'm not. I'm like that. I know it's supposed to look like a, a space pilot suit or whatever. No, I'm <laughs> not really feeling it. But overall, it just feels like. There's they could have take a taken a bigger risk and just they just were like, well, we could do more, but we really want the white people to wear this. So let's play <laughs> it safe. Like it's yeah, fine. So- like you look at the other ones, I think it's better than the Dodgers one, the Diamondbacks. Um, it's kind of in that same range of like for me, where the Washington Nationals, um, the um, the cherry blossom jerseys are they're fine but i just feel like they could have done more mm-hmm. and i like how you mentioned like like you you touched on it like they're safe <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like and i'm not even talking about other teams i'm t- other cities i'm talking about houston in general it's like either you go too safe like you say for these or you go on the complete opposite and you do what the Rockets did and you throw every single logo combination in the history of this organization and you put it into one jersey. I mean... Oh, we're not talking about those jerseys because I am in the minority. Those, can, those blue ones? Yeah. Oh, I, I cannot stand those. Can nobody find a, a happy medium where it's neither too safe nor too extreme? I mean... Yeah, I'm in mean, yeah. Like my favorite Astros jerseys right now are the orange ones that they wear mm-hmm. on Fridays. 
and then the um the ones they wear i believe they wear these on sundays the blue ones with the uh with the rainbow on the side yeah i think yeah, those, those right those are my favorite mm-hmm. so when you have like jerseys like that where you're trying something and then you just come with this face city thing it's just it's just eh it's fine yeah. It is cool that, you know, they do the matching pants with it, you know, like on the field. Mm-hmm. Like the team looks pretty cool doing that. But I mean, if you're wearing it, you know, if you and I were just wearing it then with a pair of jeans, it's just like any old jersey, essentially. Any yeah. standard blue Astros jersey. It's not as good as the Miami Marlins, the red ones. And the ones I think are, are the best, and I think you agree with me, the Chicago White Sox, the South Side. White Sox, South Side. Oh, yeah, that's. I think those are the best ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see the Royals? No, see, I didn't even know this was like a whole thing, like that all the teams are doing this. Yeah. It's a, a couple of teams every year. Mm, okay. Uh, let me let me just look up the MLB yeah. City Connect. See who's all doing it. I mean, I talk about the Astros were safe. The Dodgers were like they it was like they just threw what they do. They just throw Los Dodgers. They threw a Los on all the Dodgers <laughs> and called it a day. Their jerseys look exactly the same. Um, Washington's are interesting with the cherry blossom. With, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's drastic for Boston. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> oh, do you see the Cubs? Let's see. I'm I'm looking at ESP. ESP and ranked them. Yeah, the Cubs. The Royals look good. Yeah, those are pretty nice. Cubs. Oh, wow. Eh. The problem with the Cubs ones is you can't have your jerseys look like that when the White Sox ones look as good as they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, wow, the Dodgers. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. They didn't even try. Yeah. You see the Giants? Yeah, that that's like I mean, you're literally calling yourself G Men. Yeah. I don't know, but the Royals, I, I get the same feeling that I get with like the um <laughs> you know, they're better than the Dodgers, which isn't saying much, but how come the KC on their jersey has a crown in the middle, but the one on their hat doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, let's see. Yeah, that is weird. Just ran out of room, I guess. Mm. No, I mean, you can fit it in there. That's yeah. <laughs> It made no sense, right? Yeah, like I, I'm looking at all these jerseys on ESPN. Like, say what you want about the Red Sox, and I definitely have. At least they try something different, <laughs> right? Although I must say, I think the worst ones might be Arizona's. Those look like the uh, the kind of jerseys that you would see on a um on like some ABC show that can't afford the MLB <laughs> license. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like if the um the crew of Grey's Anatomy ever went out to a baseball team a baseball game, that'd be the team that was playing. <laughs> right. I don't know. These you know what I'm talking about these jerseys and like, oh, these are so bland. But shit, when you look at people who, you know, root for baseball, there's a lot of bland herbs in there. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if, if like things like the Cubs and the Giants and uh, the Diamondbacks were just selling off the shelves. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, maybe I'm asking for too much. 
<clears throat> well, the good thing is there's plenty of other teams that, you know, that can roll them out over the next couple of seasons. Because it seems like this started, what, last year? Yeah, there's some more so, this year, too. And they've done the, – the ranking for this was, like, only eight. So, I guess eight teams have, are so, participating. This year we have the Rockies, the Angels, the Brewers, and the Padres left. Okay. Well, the, those could be interesting. Those are definitely some teams that um, – like the Padres, like their, their uniforms from the 70s are insane. <laughs> like they are straight out of the 70s. So mm-hmm. if they, they could touch on that, they could touch on, you know – like I would imagine them touching on that, you know, that brown and yellow. I would imagine something completely different because the entire concept of the jersey is city connect. It's supposed to connect with the city. That's mm. why ours is a space city. Uh, the White Sox are South Side because they're on the South Side of Chicago, and mm. you know the, uh, the the Nationals with the cherry blossoms and the Red Sox. The yellow is supposed to be for the Boston Marathon. Really? Oh. Yep. Okay, that's kind of weird. But all right, um, San Diego—they could do some sort of like ocean blue. If they're on the Pacific. They could have just jerseys with a bunch of money signs for how expensive it is to live out there. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think the Astros seeing connectors were fine. I also think the only way there's going to be one inside my household is if my son wants one. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, I could buy him a new uh, jersey. He's got two. One's a Korea one, and the other one's now two Veda. He's getting a little too big for it. Mm. Ooh, if you could... That raises a question. If you could buy a jersey for any Astro player currently on a team, who would you buy one for? Oh, man. Um, I would say, man, uh, you know what? Instead of picking one, I'll, I'll just throw out three. Mm-hmm. I think you could interchange as one, two, or three. I think Alvarez, Pena, and Tucker are the way to go. Yeah. And if we're we're obviously pitcher, exclude, excluding. No, I'm saying we're obviously excluding, excluding Altuve. Yeah, like the established. You mean the established play out of the established players? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Alvarez, Pena, Tucker, because those three guys are gonna, should be the cornerstones of the next wave. You say Alvarez, the next phase. Alvarez, Pena, and Tucker, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, you kind of broke up at the end, but yeah, oh, obviously a three. Um, pitching, you could look at Garcia. And probably pitching Javier. Yeah. Probably pitching, I would just go with McCullers. But I'm picking up a bat. I'm, I'm definitely picking Alvarez. Mm-hmm. All right, now that we've gotten done with that tangent, back to the team. <laughs> so they're what, 10 and 9 after today's day Sweet. game that they won? Uh, you know, I mean, if there's anything to really talk about, we got it. I think we, I think we should start with, with Verlander. Yes, sir. Early yeah, on, I... I mean, the guy, like that's always the big concern about someone that's coming off Tommy John surgery. How are they going to respond? What are they going to look like? Are they going to regain any of that form? And then you look at it, and then on top of that, Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander is 39 years old. Mm-hmm. How is a 39-year-old going to respond to Tommy John's surgery this late in his career? You know, And, man, the results so far have been – just incredible. I was say, apparently the answer is pretty damn good. Yeah. Picked up the win today, uh, seven innings, eight strikeouts, um, and just a 
a great pitcher's duel today mm-hmm. from both uh, uh, Verlander and um, who was it, Martin Perez? Yeah. Who I didn't he know. Seems this. to go ahead. Oh, I'll say I didn't know this going in, but the announcers pointed out like out of all the player, uh, all the pitchers that have gone up against the Astros in the last four or five years, he has like the best ERA against the team. Yeah, he really seems to to step it up when when he pitches against Houston. Mm-hmm. Like the rate, like the Rangers are probably just driving themselves insane. Like, why can't he do this all the time? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like one of those things. Like, you got be you're gonna be looking back in the history of Martin Perez. Like, damn, did we promise to sign you and then back out of the deal? Like, what happened? <laughs> sees that orange and he turns into you know prime Nolan Ryan. It's like, what the fuck did we do? You're not kidding, and how, man. And how look, we need to trade for you. So you don't hurt us like this or, or send a hitman something. What the hell do we got to do? Right. Verlander, excellent today. Like like you said, this is going to be a t- uh, an interesting case study because there's never in the history of baseball, there's never been something like this. A 39-year-old superstar pitcher coming off of Tommy John. And so far, it's only been four starts, but he's been dominant. Brian McTaggart tweeted a few hours ago, uh, four start Justin Verlander and four starts this season, twenty six innings, fourteen hits, uh, fourteen hits allowed, five runs, five earned runs, four walks, twenty eight strikeouts, a one seven three ERA. Mm-hmm. And look again, it's only four starts. Yeah. You're right, but um, that's huge still. <laughs> like. You know, especially with McCullers still out, the bullpen kind of still in a, still trying to figure itself out. I feel like, like they're still kind of carousling with some of these guys. Um, and Framber, kind of doing Framber early on, seems a little in- inconsistent. For love of God, where's the spider tack, please? <laughs> we need him, something, anything. Give that man some bubble gum, anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy, I mean, Verlander is, it's it's great so far. And you just got to hope that, you know, they keep it up. He keeps it up. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think, I think he's going to have like a DL stint in the future, but not like he's hurt. Just like, oh, we're having some quote unquote elbow injuries i sit you out for 10 days sure. I, I don't i don't see him getting you say 180 200 innings i think the maximum he's going to get in the regular season is probably going to be somewhere around 165 because even though you know it's justin verlander still coming back from tommy john surgery and this team has plans to go deep in the playoff right and he's got to be a big part of that like mm-hmm. um no, I think that's fair. I think that's um, pretty accurate. Like, because this is this is the last year of the deal, right? Or did he he signed a two year deal? It's a one year deal with an option. Team but or player? I think it's player. Let me. Look okay, it. so it's basically a two year deal. I'm trying to look it up if my internet will let me. I swear, sometimes my internet, my um, Xfinity would just be, just say, oh, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm taking a 15 minute boss. I'm like, you can't. I'm still looking stuff up. Right. <laughs> like, I'll tell you what I can't do. Okay, player option available with 130 innings pitched in 2022. Well, he's going to get that. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. So was this his first win of the season? No, he's no second. Okay, that's right. Okay, baseball baseball reference is not updated there statistics i guess since there's still games going on but yeah. um yeah i mean this is uh 
I mean, th- this is exactly what you could have hoped for. This is this is the best thing you could have hoped for so far mm-hmm. um, this season. I mean, I picked the Astro to win the the Cy Young. I may have picked the wrong one. Who did you? Which Astro did you pick? I picked Luis Garcia. That was looking good for like the first two games. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. He's still got a chance, I think, to uh, you know turn it on. But compared to Justin Verlander, he's definitely at a deficit. <laughs> yeah, and um, can we talk about uh, Rafael Montero? I think we should absolutely. Uh, I had no idea that dude was throwing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's one that, that they traded for. They traded Toro for, correct? Yeah, it was him and uh, Kendall Graveman that came over in that deal. And I don't think he pitched at all for the Astros last year. I may even I say. don't think he did either. Yeah, or if he did, it was very. Uh, what's it? He pitched four games last season. Okay. But yeah, man, he is. Pitching lights out so far. Yeah, I gotta give him his credit. Um, Ryan Stanick as well. Uh, the bullpen, I don't know. It's been kind of hit hit or miss, mm-hmm. but there are still guys I trust when um, in the big moments. Uh, Phil uh, Maton is it Maton 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 okay. Uh, he's fine, but I'm still trying to see how long it's going to take for Ryan Preston to come back. And um, the most important thing, they finally got rid of Pedro Baez. <laughs> right. I serve a merciful God who listens to my prayers and gives me <laughs> what he feels like I deserve. So thank mm. you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for this miracle. Because that dude, <laughs> it was no, there was no point in having him on the roster. He was literally yeah. only there for mop-up work. You couldn't trust him. And at best, he was hitting 92 on the gun. And if you're going to have a guy like, like that where, like, you're hoping he can reach the low 90s, well, shit, you might as well just bring up one of these kids from Sugarland and throw them out there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it costs, uh, well, $12 million. I mean, the money's already spent, so you can do whatever you want. It's just better yeah. to get rid of him and open up a roster spot. Exactly. I'm, I'm so glad, like, they didn't just keep him on there because he was making a bunch of money. They saw that he was an albatross, and they were like, fuck it. The money's burnt. Let's just get rid of him. Got to cut your losses sometime. Yeah. It's that. It's um, what's better now than, than later when it, you know, it's really going to count that sunk cost fallacy where it's like, oh, I already spent a bunch of money on this, so I have to keep it, which always gets people into more trouble. Yeah. Sometimes it's bad just to, you know, cut your losses, shake his hand, say good luck in the free agency. You're still going to get your money for this year. And adios, muchacho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a dick, but there comes a point where, where it's like, okay, this obviously isn't working. You need to go. And I, I was <laughs> I was feeling that way about uh, Jake Odorizzi as well, but he turned it around at last inning, and he even said himself he was pitching like craps. So, you know, I hope that this is the turnaround that this team needs. They can have a nice little run, um, but it's also like you took on the Texas Rangers; they're a bad team. You did what you were supposed to do. Now we'll see what you're made of against a team that, like, most of baseball is predicted to go to the World Series. And one yeah. third of this po- of this podcast and company did as well. <laughs> right. And, and it's, yeah, I mean, these these types of games where it's important. It is, it is very important to do what you need to do, like to do what you're expected to do. Mm-hmm. If you're expected to beat teams like Texas – expected to beat teams like um uh baltimore then you damn well better do it Mm -hmm. otherwise you know it's gonna be a rough road ahead when you're facing the blue jays and 
the Red Sox. Red Sox, Yankees, um, Giants, Brewers, all those Mets, all those teams that are at the top of the division right now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the hitting side. Um, so if I had told you at the beginning of the season that the second uh, – the player with the second best average on the team would be Chaz McCormick, how would you feel? I'd say you were crazy and to get the hell out of here or something uh, like that. Something to that effect. Yeah. Number one, Michael Brantley, no surprise. Chaz McCormick coming in today with a smooth 280 average. Mm-hmm. And going on, all these stats are before today's game. Yuli Guriel hitting 216. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, two, was that 224? Yeah, 224. Kyle Tucker, a smooth 179. <laughs> to have those big bats hitting, you know, around the Mendoza line, you're still above 500. Like, when they start turning it up, and we've already seen seen a bit from Kyle Tucker, they're going to be – they're going to be annoying again. <laughs> right. <laughs> when Altuve's healthy again mm-hmm. and back. I mean – you got to love that, you know, that it is a long season and, and you got to hope that they are just shaking off all that rust right now when you can afford to. Um, and then you have to hope that man, once they shake it off and everything, are, everything starts clicking, man, it's going to be, summer is going to be a fun summer as uh, it has been the past several years. Mm-hmm watching this team and when we come to the hitting side there's only one player i want to talk about i'll let you guess who it is is it um alex bregman nope uh is it jerry Pena? that's it he's the only player that we're talking about right now um you know the guy comes in he's a a rookie on a team that's expected to not only go back to the World Series but win it. Um, and he's also replacing one of the best Astros in franchise history in Carlos Correa. And it's been only, you know, two and a half weeks, but he stepped in and he's performed admirably so far. Um, he's, we've seen the defense plus defense we had, but um, mm-hmm. his bat has been, it's got a little pop in there. And he is holding his own all over the lineup. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you know, it, like I was very happy that, you know, okay, he's going to hit at the bottom of the order. He uh, is in, and I probably said it in the last, the last time we talked about baseball, but Jeremy Pena, you know, has, has the chance to be in the best possible situation maybe in all of baseball, to be in this lineup, replacing a guy like Correa, um, but not expected to be the next Carlos Correa because the lineup is so stacked, and having the chance to hit at the bottom of the order with no pressure, you know, seven, eight, nine area, fine, you know, uh, you, you'll probably get a lot of, you know, you'll probably get better pitches than you would if you were considered a legit threat, you know, hitting in the middle of the order or something like that. And he was holding his own. I think he was doing pretty well. And then Altuve gets hurt. So now they got to move him around a little bit. So he's gone from seven, eight, nine to actually leading off at times. And the kid's holding his own. I mean, he's not lighting up the world, but um, three home runs already, seven RBI, 10 runs scored. I mean, that's about as good as, as you can get right now. And technically, he's hitting better than Correa, who's getting paid hand, you know, hand over fist compared to Pena. I know that's the cool thing on Astros Twitter to compare him and see how much better Pena's doing, you know, compared to the this money. early but, on. Yeah. But, and also, like, Correa basically missed all the spring training. Because of his contract status. So let's pump the brakes. You know, I still want to give that man the respect for what he did in the Astros uniform. I'm not here to bury him. <laughs> okay. Like, Fair enough. 
No, that's that's more than fair. But yeah, Pena's been he's not a superstar yet. No. He, I think I think he's going he's gonna be a good player, but all he really needs to do is just play excellent defense and hit a couple of runs. Like be an evolved version of Adam Everett. Oh man, why would you bring that name up? Why? Well, well, because he was probably the best defensive shortstop that we ever saw that never got any respect because he couldn't hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right. uh, by by uh, the way, I'm fair. so glad I'm so glad we're out of that that um that realm that um train of thought where like if you don't hit, you don't deserve this because there's no way in the world you're going to tell me Derek Jeter is a better defender than Adam Everett, even though Jeter has more, I think, what, three, four gold gloves and Adam Everett has zero. Mm-hmm. But going back to this, like, if he can feel the way he can feel and that he can hit, you know, two, you know, 245, somewhere between 245 and 260, you'll be ecstatic with that. And like you said earlier, he doesn't need to be the super duper star on this team. Right. And to your point, play all he needs to do is play good defense and hit some, you know, hit a couple of home runs here and there. I mean, really, it looks like right now his game is getting on base mm-hmm. because he went over two today, but he still scored a run. So I'm not, I'm not sure what the situation was there. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a, you know, it's a, it's not the most concise, but it's, I mean, he's probably in the top 50 in runs scored in baseball. He's got 11 runs scored on the season so far. Like, that's more than Altuve. That's more than uh, Bregman mm-hmm. so far. You know, and, and, you know, look, we are definitely, because we're older, you know, we're more mature these days. Like, we're definitely, at least I am, you know, I don't know that opening. Pull the reins say, on the expectations. Yeah, that opening will say different, but continue. Well, yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> nice callback. But I mean, you know, he's he's scoring more runs than a lot of good players. You know, a lot of established players right now, this early on, and that's I mean, that's a good sign. That's a that's a good sign. That means he's not getting overwhelmed. He's not getting beat every time. You know. Um, he's showing really good potential this early on. Mm-hmm. There's just one thing that he really needs to work on. Pitch recognition when it comes to breaking balls. Cause, because you <laughs> throw that boy a slider, he is fishing for it. <laughs> we saw that in the first game against Otani. We saw again when Otani came to Houston and it's it's right now that's his number one weakness just sliders breaking away mm-hmm. and um if he can if he can fix that I'm not asking him to have like a Barry Bonds eye when he's at the plate but currently he's striking out the 22% of the time you know what? That's pretty high. That, it, but that's kind of standard in baseball. These, yeah, these I was, you know what? I was about to say, man, that's high. But, like, this is the way things are right now. That's probably, like, around average, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. So, if he could just maybe cut down to 20%, I mean, the sky's the limit for this dude. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the team just needs to stop getting, you know, hitting into out. <laughs> <laughs> it's been um, like I'm on I'm on fan graphs and it's crazy when I look at like the batting average versus uh, the expected that batting ad- average, which takes in like exit velocity, barrels, everything. And like yesterday when I checked it, oh, Kyle Tucker was in like I think 175, but his expected batting average like 309, and like the same thing Ooh. with Alvarez where his Bad average is like 220, 230, and his expected bad average is three, 305, something like that. So, a lot of it's just these guys are hitting it right at the defenders, getting unlucky. Mm-hmm. If they're lucky, we saw this last year with Kyle T- with Tucker. 
the first month of the season, he could do nothing but hit Adam balls right at defenders. And then once he passed that first month, uh, you know, he turned into an MVP candidate. Right. And, you know, they're left, both of them are left left handed hitters. So, you know, that's true. Every team shifts. Everybody's playing the shift on those guys. So, yeah, those, they are hitting it right to those defenders. And, you know, they should make those adjustments and, you know, get back to the way they were. Yeah. They're both left handed hitters, but they do pretty well against left handers. I know Alvarez Mm -hmm. does for a fact. Man, if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, you got to kick yourself every time <laughs> that dude on a uh, highlight on ESPN. It's got to just drive right. me fucking nuts that you trading away for a year, mm-hmm. Josh Fields. <sighs> but yeah, I can't. I mean, say that's I, that's a that's a Bagwell Larry Anderson esque trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm here to say I'm not really. How do you feel about the Astros going forward, man? Uh, I, I'm not, you know, I think we did this. We've done this before. If I had to pick like a. Uh, oh, oh, one through ten of how worried yeah. you are. Let's do that. How worried I, I am? Yeah. Concern level. That's what we call it. Concern level. One through ten. Ten's the one highest. One's 10, low. I'm at a two right now. Agreed. Same here. I mean, it, it's only what? Less than 20 games. <laughs> Um, there's been some injuries, you know, this team still is not at full strength without McCullers. Mm -hmm. Um, so considering you're all, you started the season at a deficit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's still way, 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 way too early to, uh, you know, to, to hit the panic switch. Um, I don't, and I and honestly, I haven't been keeping up with overall statistics, but I haven't really heard about any anybody in the league like lighting it up, you know, offensively, even you know, pitching wise. So this is still a very deep lineup, um, and we're seeing very positive results so far out of Justin Verlander. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think you know the. The uh, worry level is very, very low at this point. We're still in April. That's, that's yeah. April, April. That's my answer to everything. And even <laughs> we, when we get in May, my answer will still be we're in late April. Yeah. Um. So I got two things left. Um, one of the biggest things that happened this weekend, the Yankee letter finally came out. I want to see if you want to talk about that. Sure. Um, you can explain it to me a little better. Uh, basically, just came out greater detail what they were doing, which was basically using. Oh, Jesus Christ! I don't even remember. Basically, just it was a detail of how they were cheating and getting the signals. The only difference between them and the Astros, whereas they weren't using the uh, trash can to the bang out the incoming signals. They would use their video room to break down the signals. And then if they got a man on, they would know what the signals were and be able to look in uh, on the catcher and um, give a signal to the hitter on what was coming. Mm -hmm. So basically doing what every other team in baseball does, which is to try to gain some advantage. Basically. Yeah. I mean, my thing, Look. my thing about this, this is all I want to say. It's just, it's amazing how many people from national media have gone from cheating is the worst thing ever. No one should ever do it when it was the Astros. And now the Yankee layers come on. People like Jeff Pass are like, oh, this is a nothing burger. It's nothing there. We know all these teams, these teams cheat. And it's like, could you at least feign your rage for like right. a, a week? Yeah. I mean, just be fair across the board. I'm not asking for, you know, um, an apology letter to the Astros or or the fans or anything like that. All I want is just to be, if you're going to cover it, you got to cover it consistently for everybody. 
and call everybody out when they're doing something shady. And, and you know, just not act like it's a big, it's, you know, don't act like it's not a big deal when it's, you know, uh, a storied franchise or whatever, you know, however you want to look at it, mm-hmm. you know? That's all I had the, to say about it. Yeah, just... The scrutiny should be the same for the Yankees as it should be for the Astros, as it should be for hell, the, you know, um, Texas Rangers, if they were doing something like that. Yeah, because the letter got leaked early, and the person who leaked it was, of course, a New York writer who covers the Yankees, and it made it seem like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, hmm, that's great. I wonder how he got the letter early. Hmm. Uh, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I know what this is going to be. And now it doesn't matter. Um, everyone does it, which one thing is like, well, everyone's cheating. You're a reporter. How come you didn't report that if everyone's doing it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, so now it doesn't matter. Cool, fine, whatever. <laughs> what I want is just everybody to shut the fuck up about it. Mm-hmm. And let's just let's just move on. Y'all keep your little jokes and everything. And Astros will continue to make another run at the World Series. And you know, if I was a Yankee fan, I'd be mad too that a five-six Venezuelan man kept knocking my team out of the playoffs. <laughs> right. When you have out. literal giants on your yeah. team who just don't show up when it counts. I think that's why the Yankees will always keep it because that's the closest they ever got. So they can always be like, oh, y'all cheated. That's why we didn't go anywhere. And it's like, so what, what happened to y'all the rest of the years? 15, mm-hmm. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. How come <laughs> y'all couldn't make any runs? Y'all the Yankees. Y'all supposed to spend more money than any team in baseball. Y'all out here acting like y'all are the goddamn brewers and can't spend a dollar past the luxury tax. Since 2012 was the last time they were in the World Series, right? I think it's 2012 or something like that. It was the one they won, 2009. So, yeah, so... You had 13 years to get to the World Series and you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. The Astros stunk the first half of those 13 years. So you can't blame it all on them. And every time we meet in the playoffs, the Astros knock them out. The yeah. Astros have never lost to the Yankees. <laughs> Again, like I said, I'd be pissed too of a 5 6 Venezuelan who can't see over the counter. Had Golden Corral kept knocking my team out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. too far? Too, too much time? <laughs> oh, go for it, man. I, it's never too far with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah, I want to cry broke <laughs> until y'all sign um, Garrett Cole. And now he looks broke out the time. Oh, it- boy, that is. Whew. All I can say is, man, thank God. The Astros didn't re-sign him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's. I think it's official. You can say that now. Mm-mm. We don't. We don't have to deal with it. That's all I can say. Officially, we got to deal with that. Yeah. Um, so Yankees, good luck. You know, fielding a baseball team where you can't trust your ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, enough about the uh, the Yankees letter going around the league. Um, hey, you are you looking at the standings by chance? Not yet, or yes. All right, so going through the standings, and you know, you can remember your predictions from earlier this year. Uh, which team do you feel the worst about right now? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be the Atlanta Braves, who all three of us picked to win the NL East, who are currently sitting at 8 and 11? That might be the one, either Atlanta or the White Sox. They're 7 and 11 themselves. I knew only, you know, no. I didn't like the White Sox. I felt too many people were blowing smoke up their asses after last year. But I still picked them to, to win the division because I couldn't pick anyone else. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. there they are, 
three and a half games behind the Twins. My Tigers, <laughs> my Tigers, look what you've done to my boy. Sitting there at <laughs> six and 12. Um, did you see that game they lost? No. Against the Twins? Holy, it was like the Keystone Cops. The, um, uh, the right fielder, um, basically, I think they were up by one. It was like five, four. And the twins had two men on, and it was the ninth inning. The twins were, uh, you know, last of bat, and basically hit a ball out to right field. The right fielder threw the ball in, and literally from there, the ball went everywhere, but except where it was supposed to go. And the <sighs> twins won in a walk off. And I was like, oh, that's the kind of thing that um that stays with your team for a while. Like um when um what was it the uh, the butt slide. A couple mm-hmm. years ago for the Astros, it's like it's something that's so embarrassing. It just stays with you. That's that's what happened to the Tigers the other night. Mm. Jeez, yeah, it was not great. Um, I don't feel great about the Yankees because I said they weren't going to make the playoffs and they're in first phase in the AL East. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to look real quick. Apologies right now. And the Mets, the Mets, um, they were the first team to 10 wins, sitting on top of the NLEs at 14 and 6. Um, we were worried about their pitching because they uh, lost Jacob DeGrom, and every other pitcher on the team said, don't worry about that. We got it. <laughs> Good for them, man. That, yeah. It's about time. Yeah. That was my pick to represent the NL in the World Series. So um, one team making me look smart. <laughs> Uh, what about you, man? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, right now it's probably Chicago, the White Sox, and I guess the Braves. Yeah. The White Sox just lost yeah, Elo Jimenez again. <clears throat> Jeez. I think it was hamstring, but he basically out for like four to six weeks. Mm-mm-mm. And that's it, man. That's all I got. The Rays are sitting there at 11 and 8. They're going to win 90 games with, you know, <laughs> U.S. second base. Yeah, exactly. And the Astros 10 and 9 tied with the A's right now in the AOS, like we were saying earlier. They, I mean, I think they'll make a run. This is the hell part of the schedule. They're playing like 33 games in 34 days, something like that. Yeah, I saw that. Like, and that's another thing. You and know, that's like, that's why they're going with the six man rotation they got right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. It's like, um, just get through this, you know, this first long stretch and then once you get through that like the rest of the season isn't going to be as taxing so Mm -hmm. if you can come out over you know for sure over 500 i'm like i think you're in good shape yeah i'm like if they can come out you know somewhere around 500 i think they'll be fine but they're out you know they're like four or five games above uh the rest of the league in trouble yeah all right, man. Uh, anything else? That's all I've got. Good baseball talk. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, a little sleepy. Just ate some delicious ribs. Yeah, summertime's coming up. Gonna be cooking and grilling outside. Yeah, I see the jealousy in your eyes. <laughs> Making me hungry too. Yeah. But as soon as I get out, I'm about to see if there's any more. I'm going to sneak away. I'm going to be uh, walking in the kitchen like the Grinch trying to uh, sneak some more ribs. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's it. We're done for tonight. Uh, we'll be back later sometime next week. We got things to talk about. Um, try to watch Moon Knight. Oh, quick, quick. What do you think about the, uh, the, the Thor trailer? I liked it. It was, it was pretty cool. 
I need to rewatch it a few times just to kind of, uh, you know, pick up on, I guess everything, but <laughs> I liked it. You know, it was, it looks like it's going to be another really good time. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Wakiti is still directing, right? Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. he's, we ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. I saw people complaining about, uh, the trailer, uh, because there hadn't been one dropped and it was the shortest time. They're like, where's the trailer? How come our trailer? Does this mean that they're going to move the mo- move the movie back? And I'm like, dude, they could drop the trailer the day before the movie and y'all would still go and see it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, they know what they're doing. Oh, oh, and also forget the the story came out that um Kevin Feige and the Marvel executives are like at a retreat now, planning the next 10 years of MCU. Gosh. Well, as long as it you know involves X Men and Fantastic Four done yes, right, yes, um, I'll see you in ten years. I'll be around, hopefully, mm-hmm. God willing. Ten years, you know what that means? Um, uh, Amari will be chauffeuring us around. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have our own personal Uber. You want me to buy those X Men tickets, boy? You better drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sit. We're gonna sit over here in this section, me and my friends. Yeah, you you old guys can sit front row. What? Turn it up. Can't hear it. We're gonna go here. Go ahead with your friends. I don't care. <laughs> you know how good you got it. You want to talk about X Men? Do you know how what they were back in my day? You don't want to know how bad it was back in my day. <laughs> Halle Berry playing Storm. Ugh. Now you got the good Storm. Ooh, with a fake African princess accent. That came and got, went as, as, <laughs> as fast as she did in that damn movie. Yeah. Oof, that was that was rough. There were no. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here before we <laughs> sit here and talk, reminisce, and talk bad about the X-Men for the next 35 minutes. All right. <laughs> Um, thank you all for listening downloading, sharing we appreciate it if you could uh, leave a review wherever you listen um, it really helps our numbers it helps, uh, helps us get out there uh, we're a fledging podcast we're trying to grow as much as we can and um, yeah we need y'all guys help we, we appreciate it you know, we appreciate everything you guys do for us um and that's it. We'll be back, like I said, next week talking about something or other because we love to talk. <laughs> Anthony, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure. Um, and um, that's it. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later.